BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. I'm Laura Simon. It has certainly been a chilly, rainy, gloomy Halloween weekend so far. I know a lot of people celebrating that this weekend as it is officially next week. We want to get right to meteorologist Jamie Travers this morning with a look at what we can expect for the forecast. It is appropriate weather, I guess, for the spooky season, but it's just yeah. icky out there. Yeah, it is icky and uh, damp. We have rain ongoing across the region. Uh, not everyone's seeing rainfall, but I know drives into work or a little bit on the soggy side. So if you are heading out early this morning, if you are heading to church, you're going to want a few things. You're going to want extra time to get to where you need to be because of those roadways taking a little bit uh, slower this morning. And of course that umbrella and a few extra layers because it's getting pretty cold out there. Temperatures currently are in the uh, 40s. 46 degrees north wind at seven miles per hour. We do have that wind chill of 42. So feeling pretty chilly. It's a very chilly rainfall out there and those temperatures not going to be moving a whole lot, especially through the morning hours. Power Doppler showing you the rain we have mainly right now along and north of the I-44 corridor over in Missouri. You can see that extends over into our Illinois counties as well. Litchfield seeing rain, McCoupin, Montgomery, Jersey Green, Madison counties all seeing that rain as well as into Bond County and then back into uh, our area uh, and then back to the west. Now further to the south, Park Hills, south of Park Hills, we're looking at Reynolds, Iron, Madison, Perry counties on the Missouri side also seeing some of those showers. So a few places not dealing with rainfall this morning, but this is a pretty widespread area of rain as it spreads northeastward into the area. We might see a lag or break in that rainfall as the morning showers roll out and then more showers even building in again this afternoon. Temperature wise, we are in the 40s, anywhere from the low 40s back to the west to near 50 degrees to the east, 49 for Salem and in Mount Vernon. So a spread of temperatures, about a 10 degree spread there. Temperatures for us holding pretty much steady here. I don't think they're going to budge much through the morning hours. We might even see a degree or two. Uh, we might even see our temperatures fall a little bit as well. So somewhat of a gloomy day. I think this might be the first uh, fireplace, people, first day people are turning on those fireplaces as well across the region. And we'll have more on uh, how cold that Halloween and trick-or-treating forecast looks as well coming up. Okay, Jamie, we'll see you then. 6.03 is our time. Police are investigating several murders after a weekend of violence in the St. Louis area. <laughs> Beginning on late Friday night, tragedy struck the Jennings area as county police responded to a deadly shooting there. They found a victim shot inside a home on Mayfair, Mayfair Place near West Florissant. Investigators have not identified any suspects at this point in time. About an hour after that shooting, St. Louis City Police found a man shot inside a kitchen of a home in South St. Louis. This happened on Beck Avenue off Merrimack Street. Police say a 32 year old man was shot several times. The suspected shooter stayed there and surrendered to officers. Investigators ended up collecting a gun and a large kitchen knife as evidence. Then around the same time, another man was found shot and killed in Grand Center. The shooting took place on Evans near the intersection of Page and Van Deventer. Police have not ID'd a victim or a suspect. 
In Webster Groves, a teen was killed in what appears to be an attempted carjacking. Police say a man was walking to his car at Hotshots Bar and Grill off Laclede Station. He says he was approached by two men wearing ski masks and fearing for his safety. Investigators say he fired several shots at the suspects. Police say a 19 year old was struck and killed. An 18 year old was arrested a couple miles away in Afton. That suspect is now facing a second degree murder and theft charge. He is being held in jail this morning on a $1 million bond. Police have not filed any charges against the shooter. Back in St. Louis City, police were called to Riverview and Thecla near Unity Park for yet another shooting. They say someone shot a 25 year old man in the back around 1145 last night. Homicide detectives are investigating this. As always, if you have any information on any of these deadly shootings, you're asked to call police and you can always stay anonymous by calling Crime Stoppers at the number there on the bottom of your screen. It's 1-866-371-TIPS. Meantime, a man is sentenced to four years in prison for his involvement in helping two teens escape from the St. Louis County Juvenile Detention Center. This sentencing comes after he pleaded guilty to two counts of hindering prosecution related to the jailbreak that occurred back in May of 2022. 21-year-old Aquil Royal previously pleaded guilty to those charges. Records show he played a crucial role in their escape, providing transportation, money, and guns to both teenagers. The mom of one of the teens, Michelle Royal, is also accused of helping with this escape. It's worth mentioning she previously worked as a corrections officer. She now faces serious charges, including two felony counts of hindering prosecution. She has entered a not guilty plea. She does have a pre trial conference scheduled for December 15th. A home taken away from its own owner. It happened after the St. Louis recorder of deeds turned the house over to someone else. Investigator Elliot Davis found out how this could happen and is asking some tough questions in this morning's You Paid For It. Attorney Bernadette Brown can't believe this happened to her. She says the St. Louis recorder of deeds handed over a home owned by her real estate company to a scammer. It shouldn't be that easy to steal. Steal! They stole my property. Documents show the man filed this quit claim deed, claiming that Brown was present when this document was signed and that she agreed to hand over her house to him for nothing. State law requires documents like this to be notarized, and there was a notary. But there's a problem. The state database of notaries confirms there is no one by that name and number licensed in Missouri. Despite all that, the recorder of deeds didn't check and gave this deal the all clear, giving Bernadette's property to someone else. I went to the St. Louis recorder of deeds, Michael Butler. He says his office did nothing wrong. So anybody can just lose their property that easily. Not somebody a comes in with a document saying it's my property and you guys in your offices, no problem, and just hand it over. How Not does that sound to you? No, I, I think that sounds very, uh, that would sound tragic if that were true, but that's not that's not the case, uh, Mr. Davis. Uh, the law requires for, for there to be a grantor on the, on the, on the quick claim deed signature, a grantee, and for the notary public to, uh, to uh, handle that transaction to make sure every, everyone is there. The notary on the document, it took me 10, no, 30 seconds to determine that this was a fake notary. 
I went to the Notary Commission website. I typed in the commission number. There's no notary by that name. Shouldn't you guys have checked the notary to make sure that the notary was legitimate? It is not our job to check notary publics. We go through over 60,000 documents a, a year, and it's not our requirement to do that. The recorded deed says we don't check signatures, we don't check notaries, we don't check anything. And they were proud of that. Your office made a mistake. I think the very indication that we made a mistake is so frivolous that uh, anyone in, in this room or outside this room will say that we've done our job to a T. Bernadette has now filed a police report, but doesn't know if they're going to investigate. But for now, the house she's owned for 10 years is owned by someone else. It's unbelievable that they didn't do anything to try to contact me. The deed looks suspicious on its face. I think what, what's important to know is that this document that, that was presented to us followed the letter, letter of the law and that we followed the letter of the law uh, to a T. Because the law says you're supposed to give property owned by the legitimate property owner to somebody that's not entitled to that property? Is that what the law says? The law does not give me the power to void any deed. And some answers to some questions you most assuredly have. First, what did she do about it? Well, Bernadette Brown has gone to court and has sued the man who now owns the house and the city's recorder of deeds. I'm tracking that case. Second, while I was covering the story, a friend of the new owner approached me. He told me that the man who now owns the home doesn't want to talk. The case is scheduled for a hearing just after Thanksgiving. I will be in court to get you answers on this deal. After all, you paid for it. If you own a Kia, we do have an important reminder for you this morning. The car maker has been installing free software upgrades all weekend long, and it's happening again today out at the St. Louis Galleria. Technicians are installing the upgrades for free. They typically take around 30 minutes to complete, and the upgrade is designed to make it more difficult for people to steal the cars using methods that have been made popular on social media. The Kia Software Upgrade Service Center is open from 8 this morning till 6 tonight, you do not need to make an appointment. You can simply bring your Kia to the Galleria and take advantage of this free service. The annual walk to end Alzheimer's taking place this weekend out in Chesterfield. Year after year, it's an event filled with hope, unity, and commitment to raising awareness about Alzheimer's disease and supporting the people and families it impacts. Dasha Kuzmina O'Grady and her eight-year-old daughter are one of more than 3,000 people participating in the Walk to End Alzheimer's at the Chesterfield Amphitheater. But we have two people in our family that passed away in the last couple of years from dementia. So that's why we're here. Her daughter Ellie showed up ready to support the cause, bundled up in her purple coat, gloves, and hat. To be grateful with everybody and to be thankful for, for what you have. We have a great turnout. We were so excited. We were a little nervous with the weather and how cold it is. But we're so glad that everyone came out to just be together and enjoy this wonderful event. More than 6 million people have Alzheimer's in the U.S. The city of St. Louis has the highest rate of Alzheimer's dementia cases in the state of Missouri. About 13% of people 65 and older have the disease, according to a recent Alzheimer's Association report. 
And it seems like everyone knows someone impacted, even WALK committee volunteer Amy Wheeler. My uncle Warren Powers passed away from Alzheimer's just about two years ago. It'll be two years in November. So it's very close to my family's heart. So we're out here just trying to support the cause. This right here is the field of hope and you can see all these flowers behind me. The yellow represents someone who is caring for someone who has Alzheimer's or dementia. The blue flower represents the fact that you are living with the disease and the orange flower means you support the Alzheimer's Association and and this purple one right here represents the fact that you've lost someone to Alzheimer's. But there is one flower not in this garden. It's a white one and that has a very symbolic meaning, a meaning of hope. So we all hope to all be holding white flowers one day and have a cure for this devastating disease. Fox 2 proudly sponsoring the walk, our own Tim Azell serving as MC. The money we raise helps the Alzheimer's Association continue to provide critical care and support services. The goal this year to raise around $1.3 million. We've put a link where you can still donate on our website. Reporting in Chesterfield, Laura Simon, Fox 2 News. The Children's Heart Foundation is hosting its annual congenital heart walk in St. Louis this morning. The walk is part of a nationwide initiative that includes 30 walks across the country. Congenital heart defects are often referred to as CHDs, and they're the most common and deadly birth defect. Shockingly, nearly 40,000 babies are born with a CHD each year in the United States, equating to one child affected every 15 minutes. Registration for this walk begins at 8.30 this morning in the upper lot of the Muni in Forest Park. The opening ceremony is scheduled for 10 this morning. The walk itself will start at 10.30, and the event expected to wrap up by noon. A lot's been going on this weekend and I was amazed with the turnout at the Alzheimer's walk yesterday. It gets bigger year after year, yeah. but the weather was certainly chilly. You saw people out there in <laughs> coats and hats and gloves. Yeah. And it's been chilly out there. I know it's the end of October, but it's feeling more like mid-November right now. I know that it, it just kind of all of a sudden uh -huh. we had a pretty good month and then right. ooh, Friday was in the mid 80s and look at us now. I know, crazy. <laughs> I know, it really is. We had that strong cold front come through on Friday later on in the day. It brought a few storms with it. Since then, though, we haven't really been dealing with storms, but we have been dealing with some rain on and off across the area. So damp, it's chilly out there. Here's a check of Power Doppler where we have rain ongoing right now. So zooming in a little bit more so to the metro, we do have rain here in St. Louis. It's light rain, but it is enough to need those windshield wipers this morning. St. Louis County, St. Charles County, down into Franklin County as well. Then we still have rain ongoing across parts of Lincoln, Montgomery, and Warren counties. Over to the east side of the river, we also have another little pocket of showers there. And then down to the south, we have a few, um, areas of yellow showing up on the map. So a few heavier radar returns just showing up there across some of our southernmost counties. So from Perry County down through southern St. John, St. Francis, down into Madison, Iron, and Reynolds counties. Maybe a few sprinkles over in Dent County also, and then Perry County on the east side of the river. So ongoing rain. We do have an area of seeing a little bit of a break right now, but we have plenty of rain down to uh, the south of our region. So I think a lot of the rain today will be focused more south of the I-70 corridor, but in the meantime, we have uh, ongoing rain even uh, farther north than that. So frost and freeze advisories and warnings. We have that freeze warning in place for our region because of uh, 
freezing conditions that we're expecting really each night tonight, tomorrow night, even into uh, Tuesday night and Wednesday morning. So we have a few nights where we are going to see freezing and sub-freezing temperatures there. Here's a look from our Together Credit Union rooftop camera. You can see the rain that we have ongoing. If you look closely enough there in the lights, you can see those droplets. We have 46 degrees currently feeling like 42 with a north wind at seven miles per hour. Pressure this hour is holding steady. Humidity is high. It's at 89%. There's a look at Farmington, a wet roads there in downtown Farmington, 86, uh, 46, not 86, 46 for Alton Scott Air Force Base, 41 in Cuba, Rala, a little bit warmer to our east, 49 for Salem and Mount Vernon. Now what we're going to be seeing though today, temperatures basically are going to be holding pretty much steady. So we might see them wobble a few degrees in either direction, but with the ongoing rain that cold front is through, I'm not really expecting a warm up, not expecting any sunshine either. So kind of a gloomy and damp day. If you do have those outdoor plans, well, you're going to, uh, it's not going to be a complete washout, but it's really not going to be a fun either if you are going to have to be outside for any extended amounts of time. So you can see rain ongoing. We have a little bit of a break later on today, and then more rain builds in pretty widespread. This isn't what we want to see. Can't completely rule out uh, a few wet snowflakes in the mix. I don't think uh, we'll see much of that though, but just don't be surprised if we don't see the first few flakes of the season. If we do, it's not going to have any impacts. We still have warm road conditions, but even colder air is going to be sweeping in for tonight. As that air cools down, the rain should be for the most part out of here by the time we see these sub freezing temperatures into tomorrow morning. So it will be a cold one tomorrow. Also, Pretty uh, blustery. We're going to have gusty winds overnight tonight into tomorrow morning. So that as well. Temperatures tomorrow not going to be all that warm. We're only going to see highs tomorrow in the 40s. And then tomorrow night could be even colder than tonight. Most likely it will be. So 46 for today. Basically where those numbers are right now, that's where we're going to stay today. Rain on and off. Northerly winds tonight. Those winds do increase a little bit. Rain moves out. Temperatures fall down into the 20s and 30s. Then your extended forecast there. 45 on Monday down to 30 Monday night. Now these are Lambert International Airport temperatures. So colder in surrounding areas. Uh, Halloween. It is going to be a cold one for trick or treating. Falling temperatures obviously through the evening as that sun sets. So most likely feeling like the 30s and low 40s as trick-or-treating gets going. 28 degrees on uh, Tuesday night into Wednesday morning. Even Wednesday night into Thursday morning we'll have temperatures around freezing. We do see those temps rebounding though as we head through the work week and into your next weekend and can't believe it's already time to set those clocks back but that will happen on Sunday morning.